Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play and welcome once again to the Suns Jam Session podcast. This is our second one this week, as we noted uh, about a week and a half ago that starting in November, we were going to go live twice a week once again with our podcast as we did when the season was going on. So this is podcast number two of the week. So super excited to be doing this again. Joined as always by Matthew. Matthew, how are you doing, man? It's good to see you twice in a week. What's up, John and Jamsters? How are you guys doing out there, huh? How's it I going? Think, I, I hope they're doing okay. I hope they're yeah, doing okay. You know, I, I mean, fine. we still don't have a president, but I think we're hanging <laughs> yeah. in there, right? Yeah, people are counting ballots. People are saying count the votes. No, don't count the votes. Wait, hold on. Only count the votes if they count for me. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah. clusterfuck city, and it was kind what, of. What would you expect, though? I mean, it, it it couldn't be simple, right? No, of course not. Nothing in 2020 is going to be simple. Nothing. So, I mean, election night, I actually was sitting there watching the news and I was bouncing back and forth between like three different news stations because I don't want to sit and get locked in on one one news station. And then right around about nine o'clock, they were like, you know what? We won't even know what the fuck's going on in Pennsylvania until yeah, I know. Uh, you know, so like three days from now. I'm like, well, what the fuck am I watching? All this I know. Shit for? Exactly. I know. I heard the same exact thing. I was actually watching uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. He has some guy on there, some expert. He's like, oh, yeah, well, we probably won't know till Friday. I'm like, OK, well, then this was a waste of time because I was just I thought it would be over that night. But no. No, so right. we're, we're still without a president. Oh, well, um, we'll find out Friday, Saturday, January, eventually. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy, though, because it's like how many people are out there just like ready to riot? Like they don't know. They were all ready to go on Tuesday night. And I know. Get, they got their, their proper PPE because, you know, they're going to riot, but like they don't want to spread the virus. Well, they're you- all rearing, ready to go. And they're like, hold on. We don't know who to – are we riding tonight or not, boys? And it's like every night they're texting back yeah. and forth. You know, I'm not on any of those Can text you- chains. Can you get that momentum though? Again, I feel like when I went out, if I were to riot, which I haven't done yet, but it seems like fun. If I were to go riot and I showed up and it just didn't happen, would I have the momentum to go actually go back again another night? You're like, continue, oh, continue the fight. I just, I don't know if I would have it in me, man. I would already <laughs> forget. Honestly, I kind of forgot that they even were, the election was going on today until like an hour ago i'm like oh yeah we still don't even know who the president's gonna be so yeah well when you stay off social media and you don't watch the news and you're just kind of out living your life you forget about it and then i came home and like i turn on the tv and it's like you know it has narrowed to 1900 votes in georgia i'm like oh yeah that shit's going on aka matthew you could be known as the uh, the one man riot if you show up by yourself yeah just out there one man riot I'll just get ran over. Someone's <laughs> going to run me over, right? <laughs> like, get this idiot out of the road. So, are, do you think that all the businesses are still like boarded up? They're like, damn, dude, this is taking like five days. I thought this, I'd only have to. I know, do this right? Day. Uh, yeah, I would assume so. I, I wouldn't take that stuff down, right? Because you never know when it's going to happen. You never know when the results are going to come out. So, you yeah, if it prepared. comes out at like two o'clock in the afternoon on, on like a Friday, like, oh shit, mm-hmm. somebody's coming. Oh, yeah, as, wow. soon as, as soon as I see a Brit coming through this window right here, then we'll know someone was elected president. So yes. we can stop the pod and see what's going on. Or a mazel tov, <laughs> right? Right through my right through my window. A mazel tov is <laughs> Molotov. Molotov. Mol- Jeez, get your get your writing Mabushka. weapons down, right? Anyways, we clearly digress. Uh, welcome to those of you who are watching on the live stream, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Um, if you're listening to the podcast on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, thank you also for doing that. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, however you're consuming the content, make sure you subscribe. You can hit us up on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can hit uh, Matthew up on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. You can hit up me on Twitter at John Lissy. 
No, at Darth uh, Voida. Voida. Dang it. Hey, you can, after all these years, you think you can get my Twitter <laughs> handle right. Uh, we actually have plenty to talk about today. You know, it's one of those things where we do these podcasts twice a week. And, you know, when we were doing them once a week, we easily had an hour of content. But as you kind of do them twice a week, you're going to have less and less content. And that's kind of the expectation moving forward. You know, if we go anything over 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, fantastic. You know, there's plenty to talk about. Uh, but there is plenty to talk about because, you know, Somebody says anything about Devin Booker and instantly everybody loses their minds. So, you know, secret secrets are no fun. And that's what we're going to be discussing on this episode of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Uh, I think it's time to crack open a beer, though. Matthew, did you finally yeah. bring a beer? Did you finally did. bring a beer? You did? Yes. What do you got? Is it the banquet beer? Oh, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh, this guy, he got you know, me. I, I, you actually, would be a horrible I, writer. I was sitting on the couch. I was like, I totally forgot. And then I just didn't go get one. So sorry. All right. Jeez. Well, I've I know. got the Dosekis. Let's pop it open. Ooh, drop the beat and talk sons, baby. So secret secrets are no fun. And apparently Devin Booker and his status in Phoenix is the worst kept secret in the NBA. I mean, that's what I learned this week. I woke up yesterday. Everybody's going crazy. Now you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast as religiously as I do, right? Yes, of course. And I hadn't yeah. gotten that far in the podcast. It happened around 63 minutes of the podcast. I listened to it on my drive into work. And then like, I'll listen to it kind of throughout the day. And all of a sudden... I hop on Twitter because that's what I do when I get to work is I get in, I log yeah. in, I, you know, I, I'm a food and beverage uh, director. So I walk around and make sure, you know, the coffee's warm and the pastries are hot and ready to go for our guests. And then I log on to Twitter and all of a sudden everyone's like, whoa, uh, uh, Booker's not happy. And, and you always know it's a story when casual fans, and I'm talking like super casual Suns fans are like, hey man, and Paris Devin Booker wants out. And I'm like, oh God, this whole oh, fucking thing God, again. Man. Where were you when you heard this news? And, and what was your initial? Well, hold on. How about we just play the clip? For those of you who have not heard the clip, yeah. the Bill Simmons podcast, Ryan Rosillo's on once a week, and they talk basketball. And he brought up the fact that Devin Booker is the worst-kept secret in the NBA and wants to get out of Phoenix. Let's play that clip real quick for you. I don't, I don't think one contender is like, we got to make a move. I think everybody's going to be pretty careful. Don't you think? Oh, totally. Um, now, that's why I think... Phoenix okay. is maybe a little... There's a little desperation... To well, desperation be to good. add, desperation yeah, to, be good. to add to it, but they got to worry about the Booker thing because the, the the worst kept secret in the league is Booker already wants out of there, and if it's another bad season, I actually think that could get ugly. But this is why Oklahoma City is actually aligned pretty well here. I mean, think about this. They okay. So, what are your thoughts, Matthew? One hundred percent not true. Um, yeah, I don't think it's true, but it's it's very obvious, right? Because. What happened is he said if another losing season happens, basically, then, yeah, it's a problem, which everyone knows that. If any player in the league is making a lot of money, you're not winning, they're going to want out. That's just the way it is. I think we know as Phoenix Suns fans that if Booker were to be unhappy, it was because another losing season were to happen this next season. So I'm not too worried, but where I was when I heard it, I was actually at work. I was listening to the podcast, but I didn't get to that part yet. And on the Slack channel um, for Brightside, Brandon Clean actually was, he said, he actually mentioned it in the Slack channel. So I was like, what? I haven't gotten that far yet. And seriously, like five minutes later, I heard it. 
And my, my stomach did get a little tight, dude. I got some butterflies. I was very, very nervous, almost went home sick. But then I was like, you know what? This happens all the time. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Whenever the, the name Phoenix is brought up in these podcasts, it always has to do with Booker wanting out. And that's going to be the case for any player in the NBA that's not winning and making a lot of money. And now that he's an all-star, yeah, he's going to want out. Of course he is. But you have to give us one more season. And I don't blame Booker if he were to want out after the season if we were losing. But right now, after this, after what we built in the bubble, after everybody we have on this team, an actual team around Booker, it'd be crazy for him to ask out now. So I settled down and I was okay after a while. But I mean, how did you feel right away? That's that's funny. Well, I mean, I, I'm here to tell all Suns fans something quite simple. It's not true. It's just it's just not true. This is what happens anytime, as Matthew mentioned, Phoenix is mentioned. Okay, if you listen to the context of the conversation, it was kind of casual. You know, like Bill Simmons is it making was. the point that Phoenix is an interesting team and they have an urgency to win. And 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 it's like Rasillo said, he's like to add. They have an urgency to add something this offseason because they want to make, you know, Booker happy, but they want to win. We're primed and ready to win. We just haven't done so yet. You know, granted, like, it's a, the best kept secret that Booker doesn't want to be in the end. Well, if that's the if that's the case, like, you'd have a lot more insider information pertaining to that. The only time you ever hear that Booker is ready to leave Phoenix is when another organization ties him to some nonsense trade in an effort to get him. And what that is, is that is a, a nod to Devin Booker, to his talent, to his ability, to his skill set, that they want him to come to the team. So they're creating a false narrative. Anytime that false narrative happens, the Suns universe goes crazy because, you know, we're very protective of Devin Booker. You know, I got him hanging out right over here my shoulder here. I, we love this guy. This guy's been the one bright, shining star in the past decade for our organization. So anytime anybody kind of comes near him and says he might not be happy, we freak out. Maybe he's not happy. Maybe, maybe, he, is, maybe he does want out of Phoenix. There's no nothing that has ever pointed in that direction. He's never made a comment. He's never made you know a, a casual reference. You know, like he's hanging. You know, I don't want to be here, a la Eric Bledsoe. None of that has ever existed in Devin Booker. All he has ever said is that he loves the city. He appreciates the city. He appreciates his fan base. He wants to win here. He wants to be the reason we win here. So when you hear these things, and, and the reason this blows up is because it's Ryan Rosillo, it's Bill Simmons. This is one of the you know, biggest podcast that there is pertaining to sports. So we hear Phoenix, we hear Booker wants to leave, we freak out. And I just don't think that, I, you know, settle down, Suns fans. It's going to be okay. He doesn't want to go anywhere. There's no signs that he want, does want to go there. Now, to your point, Matthew, absolutely. We need to win, okay? He is in entering, you know, year two of a five-year deal, and there just needs to be progress next year. And it's not necessarily that we need to go out and win and, and make the playoffs or win a first round of the playoffs next season, but we need to show that we're, on the path to doing so. You look at what John Gambadoro tweeted out after that. And he says, this is 100% not true. Book is happy in Phoenix, excited for the season, loves how they finished in the bubble, excited about free agency. Not one time has he ever told anyone he wanted out. Don't listen to this garbage. Yeah, and you can trust him. Absolutely. Because that, that's where you go to is Gambo. You have to wait for the Gambo tweet to kind of clear things up. And if this happens with Booker, you know Booker's not going to come out and tweet about it. He he barely tweets. He's not into social media at all. Plus, I don't know if he's still on his vacation with the Kardashians, which is like he goes on vacation, he comes back, it's like, oh, I'm already going to get – I already want out of Phoenix again. It's like, no, it's crazy. He's – not to say he's here for the long haul, but he's here for this season for sure. And that's a it, – it's weird. It's a lot to ask for an NBA player to be invested in a team, especially like Booker, who is just now an all-star, who has – 
built so much here in Phoenix. It's going to be very, very hard for him to want to leave. And what team, let's just say he did ask out, what team would he go to that would help his career further? I know he can probably go on a championship contender team, but how does that help him in any way? If he wants to be one of the greatest, if he wants to be like Kobe, for him to stay in Phoenix and just build what we're building here now, that would be the smart choice. I wouldn't blame him for leaving if we didn't make the playoffs again, but still, I I just think his legacy here, dude, is is for the stay. I, I really do. Well, it's funny because obviously there's not a lot of NBA news going on right now. So there were articles of places where he could top five destinations for Devin Booker, yeah. you know, the Lakers, the Raptors, you know, all these different scenarios. And uh, uh, shout out to Bowman in the chat. He's a Raptors fan here. Curious about the Suns. Bowman, thanks yeah. for stopping by on YouTube. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you press the like button and subscribe and all that fun stuff. But that's where everybody's kind of pointing there. All of a sudden, this is the news that says, hey, you know, this potential budding 24-year-old superstar is interested in getting out and there's no merit to it. And that's, you know, the thing that's frustrating and funny at the kind of same time, you know, it's, it's the same thing that's kind of going on with the election right now. You know, everybody's kind of getting up in arms. It's like, dude, we don't know anything yet. So let's just settle down until we know what we know. And with Devin Booker, we know that he's happy here. We know that he's never said he wants to go anywhere else. And again, even if next year he, we, we don't have that, that success. If he makes another all-star team, if we're pushing towards the playoffs, you know, it's, it's going to be tough in the West I'm sure Booker has some sense of understanding. If we're a nine seed fight, fight for the eight seed all year long and we just don't get in, you know, I mean, it's, it's, he's, he's going to be happy. He's going to be here. He's not going to demand, he's not going to Anthony Davis us with three years left on his contract and try to get the hell out of here. You know, again, it isn't a secret because it doesn't exist. You know, you look and and Raymond Gonzalez, you know, in the chat, it's the Kardashian curse, as you mentioned, Matthew, (laughs) you know, he comes back off the Island and all of a sudden there's, you know, random things about us but steve holler is i agree with what he says in the chat the rumor was irresponsibly set off the cuff that's a fantastic way to put it so if you're a Suns fan and you know who ryan rosillo is or you don't he, he he there was no merit to it it wasn't something that he was doing trying to break news you know the running joke on the bill simmons podcast when he talks with ryan rosillo is the term aggregators you know, every time they say something pertaining to any fan base, they know that the aggregators, aka all the local media, freaks out about it. And you know, it's almost a joke to them because they're so they're nationally syndicated. You know, and are we being the dreaded aggregators by talking about this? Yeah, I believe so. But it's fine because we're trying to defend our own. Basically, it's it's a guy like you said that we love, and he. It sucks because he's such a great player. So, of course, we're going to love him. You know what I mean? It's just like these players that don't perform. It's like, yeah, we can trade him away. It does suck being that way. But honestly, I would, I was thinking too, um, if Booker came back and then saw all this, like he he wouldn't tweet, he wouldn't say anything about it. Never he would just does. go back to work. And that's what I love. It's like he's just, he's going to keep his head down, go to work. He ignores the noise. This casual comment turns into a headline. And all we do now is believe headlines. And we read headlines. And we're like, oh, that must be true. So then we yes. got to talk about it, which is fine. It's fun to talk about. I, I get nervous when it happens, but it's fun to talk about these Booker things. Yeah, it's... You know, any nod towards the Phoenix organization and in a positive manner is something that, you know, I get a little bit excited about. And, and I, you know, you're yeah. talking about when you first heard it, you got those little butterflies and, you know, you're thinking about going home. Anytime you're listening to those nationally syndicated podcasts and they start talking about the Suns, like you get excited about what they want to say. You want to you want to know how they see the Suns because we yes. know how we see the Suns locally. We follow everything, you know, to the extent, you know, a little too much. Obviously, they're our team, they're our passion, they're what we love. But when you hear kind of a national take, a lot of times it's an uneducated take. You know, Stephen A. Smith is like the world heavyweight champion of this shit. 
where he'll sit there and he'll give a, a point of yeah. view that somebody wrote down on a napkin to give him right before he went on air. And he doesn't know anything he's talking about, but he's just, he's still going to put it out there. And it creates all the aggregators like us uh, to start talking about it and, and give our kind of opinions on it. Uh, switching topics real quick. I actually, you know, Bowman in the chat brings up something. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about on Booker? Booker no, I staying, think we cleared right? it up until next month. We cleared it up. Yeah. Like uh, Rook77, Akatuna in the chat. He ain't going anywhere. I agree with that. Uh, this is kind of something we don't talk about too much, but Bowman, who again is a Toronto Raptors fan who's checking, he says, what are the Suns going to do with Rubio? You want to give him kind of a quick update on what you think about Ricky Rubio, what he, yeah. you know, what he means to the Suns and if he's going to be sticking around or if he is something who, because you're starting to see him in a lot of different trade talks. You look at like the Kelly Oubre plus Ricky Rubio equals X, Y, Z. So what are your thoughts on Ricky Rubio, Matthew? Yeah, of course, he's included in every trade, too. It doesn't mean we don't love him. We love Papa Ricky here, Papa Ricky. But honestly, I, I want to see it through. I want to see his contract through. And what's great is, like, we can go into this draft and maybe pick up one of these point guards uh, to have behind him and to maybe take over in the future. That's how great Ricky, I think, is. And what's great, too, is his versatility, really, his playmaking, his shots increasing, um, shot percentages increasing. So I think that we have an opportunity to even if we do get a point guard to play along rookie Rubio and Devin Booker, I think it's nice that we finally have a freaking point guard, someone we don't have to worry about wanting to leave. Oh, there goes another motorcycle. And <laughs> it's not gone yet. God, there's so many tonight. But yeah, honestly, if uh hold on, did, if, did somebody announce the election results and they're headed to a riot? Dude, I've heard so oh. many. I, I gotta check the flags on the back. Let's see what's going on. So, <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, yeah, Papa. I mean, Papa Ricky. It's something we haven't had in a long time, and it's something that's consistent. I, I know he's had a few off weeks this last season, but besides that, he's someone that we can really count on to like bring it every night. So, I want to hold on to him as much as I can. I think John, you agree too with that as well, too, right? A hundred and ten percent. You know, Ricky Rubio is one of those uh, point guards who's truly a point guard. And for those of you who aren't Phoenix Suns fans, you know, this is a Phoenix Suns or this is a point guard uh, organization. Okay, we've had Jason Kidd and Steve Nash and Kevin Johnson. You know, we have a you know Dick Van Arsdale. You go back through the annals of history and Suns lore, and it's filled with effective point guards. And then we go this kind of drought from Steve Nash through a plethora of different point guards who either worked or didn't work. You know, the we had you know Isaiah Thomas with Goran Dragic to with uh, uh, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, and we just haven't had consistent play at the point guard position. We get Ricky Rubio. Right. We get him on a contract that everybody bashes initially, but if you take yeah. a look at it, he's Crazy. the 16th highest paid point guard in the NBA. 16th, 17 million a year. We have him for two more years at that price. Keep him. Yeah. There's, there, there's no reason to get rid of this guy. He can facilitate an office, uh, offense. His shot got exactly. better playing alongside uh, Dem Booker, who's you know a premier shooter in the NBA, so he can teach him a thing or two. Uh, he he increased his three point shooting percentage and uh, amount of takes per uh, year over year. Uh, great you know, leader, he's a great leader, great, great leader, leader, great hair, great hair. Beautiful third in hair. the NBA in assists. Like, why would you want yeah. to trade away the third leading assister yeah. in the NBA? Exactly. When you when you have a young team that needs to be set up and and pat, you know, one of my biggest complaints about when we but you know prior to Ricky Rubio was we had a bunch of point guards who knew how to pass to people who were open versus pass to people to make them open. You know, it's one thing to throw to a guy when he's wide open and then he can hit the shot. But if you throw the ball like three feet to the left and they they catch it and all of a sudden they're oh shit, I'm wide open. You know, yeah. it's like a it's like a quarterback who only throws when the guy's wide open. I was watching that horrible 
Green Bay versus San Francisco game before I came in here. And, you know, they got poor Nick Mullins out there because all of the 49ers are on COVID and he can only throw to guys who are like wide the fuck open. If a guy's covered, like he doesn't know how to throw to him. So that's mm -hmm. what Ricky Rubio brings. He's somebody that I definitely think that we need to hold on to as an organization. He's a leader. And to your point, Matthew, if we go down the drafting route of a young point guard, the perfect guy to sit behind for two seasons, learn from, come in, spell him off the bench. And the next thing you know, we, we may potentially have our point guard of the future. Yeah, exactly, dude. There's one bad thing about Ricky Rubio. It's his okay. head and shoulders, his head and shoulders commercial. So if that I mean, if they bring it to the United States and we're watching a Suns game and that comes on and your mom's in the room, you might have to leave. You might have to go to the oh, bathroom. Yeah. But yes. then she'll be like, Oh, okay, he's going to the bathroom because of this, and then she's you might just, just, just go it. walk outside. Just go start rioting or something. Okay. Yeah, just just leave the room. Because <laughs> it is throw, a hot throw and something sexy through the window. Yeah. <laughs> throw a brick through the window, <laughs> through Matthew's window. Paparicki. But yeah, uh, you know, for those of you who uh, don't know, now you know, Ricky Rubio, I hope he doesn't go anywhere. And truthfully, yes. with such a shortened offseason, I don't foresee the Suns trying to wheel and deal and get rid of Ricky no, Rubio. No Why would you destabilize an organization that literally just, you know, you're trying to stabilize for Devin Booker? Exactly. All right. So another thing uh, I want to talk about is you wrote a piece for the Bright Side mm -hmm. of the Sun this past week about LaMelo Ball slipping in the draft. Can yes. you kind of talk about what you were, what you, what you observed to make you write that piece and why, you know, he's slipping. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot coming out with this kid right now. I guess workouts interviews aren't as going, aren't going as well with him. So you have that. And usually it's like a, a player does great in a workout and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's obvious. It's like, you can blow a lot of general managers, coaches, players away in your workout, but he's not even doing good there either. Just rumors say, so then, but we keep talking about the draft, all these guys that are coming up. And honestly, in the top 10, it's like a lot of these guys I can see going in front of LaMelo. And when you're taking LaMelo, maybe you're just taking the name, but then also I feel like there's a lot more pressure on a team too as well. If the, if the team were to draft LaMelo, you're saying probably he might be our, we want him to be our top, a top two player of the franchise, maybe going forward. That's what I was thinking. But a lot of these guys, I feel like you could plug in and play like right away in the draft and they can be someone that's not overlooked, but just a player that can come in and be consistent. And there's no expectations really, but what they're really good at, like Tyrell Terry shooting Obi Toppin, you know what he does. Uh, Devin yep. Vassell, honestly, a defensive specialist. So, I mean, these are players I feel like if they went in front of LaMelo, it's like, I want to be too surprised, honestly. And it's like, I don't think he'll come to number 10. I really don't. But if it were possible, it's like, the question is, would the Suns really even try to pick this guy up? I, I would, honestly, I would definitely. I love LaMelo. I think he would be great in the Suns system. He can learn behind Ricky, like we were just saying, but he can play along the side of them as too. So I, I just, I was thinking there might be a chance once those rumors came out and the KOC on the ringer was talking about it too, right after, and you just keep hearing it back and forth where people just don't seem that interested on the media side. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of it has, has to do with the fact that he is a very nurtured basketball player. He's an AAU kid whose dad was the coach. Uh, he went to Australia and he was pretty much just doing whatever he wanted. He wasn't really a member of a team. You know, when you say that if if by some miracle he does drop to 10 and I could see it happening like like a movie, you know, I think I, I was watching that. Have you ever seen draft day with Kevin Costner? Did you say anything there? Oh, I'm sorry. There's a motorcycle I muted and then I forgot to. Unmute. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to multitask over here. Oh, you can barely hear the motorcycles. It's no big deal. All right. No, uh, yeah. Have you ever no, seen I was saying. 
I have not seen that. I wanted to see it, but okay. Well, essentially, it's it. the story of uh, of Kevin Costner as the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, and he's got the number one pick. Yeah. He's got the number three pick. He trades up to the number one. He trades the whole future for it, whatever. And the whole premise is there's a guy who is supposed to go number one. This guy who is you know the quarterback and the Heisman Trophy winner for the Wisconsin Badgers. So you know that's bullshit. They're more of a run team, anyways. And he he uh, Kevin Costner ends up passing on him in the draft. And the reason he passes on the guy is because no one came to his birthday party, all, none of his teammates. And what that showed was a character thing. And then once somebody passed on him, the next team didn't draft him because they didn't think he was going to be there. So they already kind of had their draft board set up. And yeah. the guy continued to fall in the draft. And I bring this up because this is something that could potentially happen to LaMelo Ball in this because he's not interviewing well. He's not you know, really putting in these good workouts that these teams want to see. And when you're sitting there and you're looking at this draft overall, knowing that it's a complete crapshoot, knowing that you you potentially could add somebody who could be a really good building block to a championship team, not the superstar. And that's the key is you can get somebody who's a really good building block to your team in this draft that doesn't need to be the superstar, which LaMelo kind of, you know, his whole life he's been coaxed and he's been, you know, kind of massaged. You're going to be a star. You're going to be the leader. You're going to be the number one guy. Yeah. You're six foot eight. You're the playmaker. You can't play any fucking defense. So if by some miracle he does fall to the Suns, do you think he would even want to play behind Ricky Rubio? Do you think that he would create some sort of mess? Do you think that Lavar would, you know, call for any time Ricky Rubio has like a six turnover game? You know, now you got the Lavar ball kind of chirping in the background saying, "Hey, you need to play my son." Yeah, see, that's the cool thing though. Ricky Rubio to a lot of people, I feel like, isn't a really a full time point a uh, point guard. So I think that would help him as well in that way. But yeah, Lamelo probably wouldn't like that. He would want to be a starter right away. That's why I'm assuming that some of these teams might take him because they don't have a star like we do with Devin Booker. So they want someone, some just his name basically. Well, but honestly, don't have a star though, like the Knicks, and that's it. Everyone else has stars. No, no, Cleveland doesn't have a star. True, um, but they've know. already get, they got two point guards in the last two drafts. I mean. Yeah. So doesn't really make sense in Cleveland. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't see him going, you know, Minnesota. I don't see it. Uh, Golden no, State, Minnesota's I definitely don't not. see it. Minnesota or uh, Golden State's going to go Wiseman. It I just makes too much sense. You, oh, see, this is tough, dude. This draft is going to be crazy, but I don't see why. I don't like Wiseman really, but honestly, you think Minnesota's going to take him number one? Because the Knicks are not the Knicks, but. No, Golden State. Oh, Golden State. Charlotte Hornets, I know. I've heard that they like him a lot. And they're thinking about maybe hopefully moving up to number one to get them. I don't know if they would really have to <laughs> yeah, for, for Wiseman, but that's another team too that doesn't really have a star. So I don't know. It's it's all in the name, but honestly, I think if he were to join Phoenix, it's not like he wouldn't get a lot of playing time. Of course he would. And eventually maybe he'd be the, the starting point guard of the future. I don't think he has a personality where it's like, I want to come in and be the star right away. I know he thinks he's really good, but if he were to get drafted and if he were to fall to 10, he's like, well, I have no choice. Like no one wanted me, but I'm going to prove them wrong. And I'm going to try even harder because all he did was play basketball his whole life. So that's why I was thinking maybe the interviews had something to do with like an anxiety thing or maybe he, his, he has social issues or something like that just because he hasn't been around like kids his own age. He's been playing overseas with grown men, stuff like but, that. But you, think that, that. but you think he would actually be more confident because of those reasons. You know, I, I feel like he could, you know, and anxiety, everyone has different reasons for having that. Uh, and I can understand, you know, potentially why he would do that, mm-hmm. but there's no sign that he's the grinder, that he's the guy who wants to prove everybody wrong. Now, again, I could be wrong. What do I know? But I just don't see him doing that. He's never had to do that. He's never had to sit there and have adversity really put forth in front of him. 
you know, unless it's like UCLA or something, you know I mean? Like he's, he's gone overseas. He's played around men and he's pretty much just been like, you know what? I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. And he probably felt some resentment from those guys and he didn't care because they knew his destined for the NBA. He just had to get that one year in uh, the NBL out of the way. And then now he's off into the NBA. So I don't know if he'll have that, that work ethic and that ability to, you know, sit there and, and do what, uh, uh, like Draymond Green does, you know, and knows the name of every guy drafted yeah. in front of him. You know, I don't even know if, if Lamelo's that smart to know everybody who was drafted in front of him, you know? Well, we don't Truth really know him, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Well, I'm just saying the anxiety thing, I'm just saying, like, I feel like he's, the name on top of him, I feel like has something to do with it where there's a lot of expectations, and even though his brother played completely terrible in the bubble. I think still pretty, the he's still pretty good season, though. Yeah, but Overall. the bubble experience, I might have heard him a little bit, but oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think there might be something else going on with him mentally. So, um, I like what uh, Theo says in the chat. He says, if Lamelo signs with Clutch, will Sarver tell Jones, Jones to say no to Ball? I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Sarver doesn't have a, a good relationship with Clutch. Uh, that's kind of the whole Earl Watson debacle that happened. And I think if Lamelo signs with Clutch, one, the Mellow's not falling to the Suns. We can get that out of the way. And two, the Suns aren't moving up to it draft Lamelo. It would be yeah. pretty crazy. Uh, but Raymond, it could happen. It could happen. You never know this draft. <laughs> I mean, it is 2020. Yeah. Now, if this draft happened in like January of 2021, I'd be yeah. like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But who, know, who the fuck who knows, knows what's going to happen? Sports is crazy, right? It's always, that's why sports is sports. You just never know what's going to happen, dude. Yep. Uh, Raymond Gonzalez in chat, I don't see him fitting in with the top teams. And I agree with that. And that's what we were just discussing is those top teams, you know, I just – I he. He doesn't fit. He doesn't. He's a puzzle piece that just doesn't fit. Well, but I mean, to, if he's, I'm just saying, you can fit him into a lot of these teams. I think. Man. Well, the Bulls are Detroit. That's what Bowman says, and I kind of agree with yeah, that. Yeah, Bulls are Detroit. That's I can see him going to either one of those organizations. They both Even are the in desperate Hawks. need. The Hawks, I could kind of see. You know, I, I mean, see that the Hawks are an interesting team in this draft. I really think so. Even Golden I, State. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I mean. Timberwolves. I don't know. We're going to have our next Thursday though. We're going to have our draft pods. So we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll break that down next Thursday as we will be less than one week from the draft. Speaking of drafts, I wanted to talk about the under 23 draft. Okay. Now this is something yeah. that, you know, Bleacher Report is infamously known for putting out weird ass shit. You know, they, they love their, their countdowns and their, their lists so they came out with a new list this morning, and I saw it, and I was just like, oh, let me take a look at that. And it was the under-23 fantasy draft. And they're like, okay, let's take a look at everybody who's under-23 in the NBA and rank them and draft them, essentially. So <laughs> makes sense, right? But I think the thing that really caught me off guard is where DeAndre Ayton fell on this one. And, and let me bring it up, yeah. okay? So here, here's what how it came out, okay? So number one overall was Luka Doncic. I think that you know that's kind of a unanimous pick there. Uh, Jason Tatum at number two could be somewhat debatable. Zion Williamson, number three, John Morant, number four, Trey Young, number five. Do you have any issues with the top five of their under 23 draft, Matthew? Yes, I do. Just the Jason Tatum one. I'm not going to be afraid to admit it. I think he would be behind Zion and Ja automatically. I completely agree. I would totally be. Yeah, automatically, dude. We've seen a lot of Jason Tatum's um, play already, and it's so inconsistent. So I know what he is. Basically, he's already done with his third season. So. Yeah, and I think that, you know, product of environment is very important. And he's been on a team that has had a, a very solid core, very well-run organization, had talent around him in the Eastern Conference. Therefore, he's had yeah. the ability to make the playoffs. So instantly, because he was a playoff player, Jason Tatum is God. 
you know, because Kobe once made, you know, kind of uh, did his show on him on, on how Jason Tatum uses the floor and does a jump shot. Jason Tatum's a God. Don't get me wrong. Jason Tatum's a talented individual. He's somebody who I would like on the team. It would have been really cool to have him drafted alongside Devin Booker. But I don't think that he outranks Zion or John Morant yet. I no really way. don't. Those guys are going to meet no, more those, to the organization. They have more athletic ability, and they are. I think there's overall better players. Yeah, Jason Tatum. You can see him as like the second guy on a team. He's he's a good player. I like. I think he's a great player. But to build a whole team around, no, no, not at all. John Morant, he can be number two on this list. Here, he really honestly. can. From what we saw last year, it's, it's crazy. How well, Miss Angelina in the in the chat, she says, you know, Jaw over Zion because of the season, you know, and Jaw yeah. had a Jaw had a better season. Uh, you know, he's already injured, as, as she noted as well. And, you know, the the challenge for Zion moving forward is he's somebody who's gonna have, you know, issues with health, with keeping that Maybe. big frame of yeah. his, you know, working and 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 in this high paced NBA having the ability to continually be effective. You know, John Morant's going to be somebody who can just distribute the ball and make it happen on Zion's going to have a yeah. hard time staying healthy. So even that top five, we're already having some issues, Matthew. Yeah. Well, I knew we would on that one with Jason Tatum. And I think a lot of people can agree besides the ringer that yeah. Jason Tatum should be down. Yes. Well, here we go. Here goes number six through 10. Number six, Jaron Jackson, Jr. Number, <laughs> number seven, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Number eight, De'Aaron Fox. Number nine, DeAndre Ayton. Number 10, Tyler Hero. Do you Ooh. see why I put this list on the podcast, Matthew? Do you yeah, see why I'm a little you know, bit upset? And I miss the list, dude. Remember the two months during the pandemic, we just did list every podcast. Yeah, it's been a did. long time and I miss them, man. But this is a great find because automatically, who's the one guy you, you want to put in the top 10 here? Ooh. Um, like out of, out of these five. Darren right Fox, here, probably. Me too. Yeah. You kind of yeah. forget about him. He was good, but he's not. I don't Would you choose Tyler Hero over De'Aaron Fox though? Yes. Yeah, I would too. It would take longer to build, but I would choose Tyler Hero. And I wouldn't I wouldn't put Jaron Jackson above DeAndre Ayton. Isn't it he's a what unicorn? Do we still do the yeah. unicorn thing? What, what how is, is he a unicorn already? What yeah, how is that's I what just, he's done? I don't understand <laughs> how he is so high up. Why he, he he's like an analytics dream, you know, he's like oh yeah. analytic guy's wet dream, you know, because yeah. he can shoot the three ball and he blocks shots. They're like, this guy's just fucking amazing, you know. But it's like mm -hmm. there's so much more than that. He is injury prone. He's somebody who hasn't really done a lot to effectively contribute to his team. Whereas DeAndre Ayton is, he, if the unicorn moniker exists, he's more of a unicorn than, you know, Triple J is, man. Yeah. And the, the other thing I, I, or the other reason I'm kind of frustrated with this list, both with um, Trey Young being so high, is, and, and, and even SGA outranking DeAndre yeah, Ayton, SGA and Aaron Fox, it's, it's very guard centric. This list that says, okay, we're going to draft the top, you know, 25 players under 23 and put it out there. And we're going to rank them in order. It's the majority of them are guards. Jaron Jackson's like a power forward, but the, everybody yeah. else is like a guard. It's like, I get it. I know why guards are so valued in this league, but look at the NBA finals. What won the NBA finals? Killer power forward and center play. You know, yes, LeBron James, true unicorn, can play the point. And you have the versatility of Anthony Davis. You can play the four or the five, but they're huge human beings. You know, it's like, I get the whole guard thing, but not all these guys are guards, man. Like, yeah. Well, there's why? another thing. Oh, Go sorry. for it. No, there's another thing there too. Just the the point guard, it's, it's quicker to come out within the three years of what you are as a player. The center's 
bigger guys, it takes longer. It does take a lot longer. So this this list will switch around. The only thing with Aiden is, of course, his aggression. That's what we want. But did you see that tattoo, though, as well? I feel like that is the aggression we need. Did you see his dominating yes, tattoo? His, his dominating tattoo? That looked like it hurt, man. That's more than a tattoo. Yeah. That's like one of those things where they like, carve it into your back. Yeah, yeah. It Ouch. looks nasty. But um, I, I think it looks awesome, dude. But now he, he needs to be dominant after that. But um, but that's what I'm saying. Like just the centers and the power fours, they just take a little bit longer to come along. I think, especially there's like not really a system in hand. Like, of course you would want to go with a point guard, but SGA too as well. He's good, but I can't see him being like a leader on a team. I don't think he's that good. I would rather have DeAndre Ayton. I know. You know, the majority of these guys, I would rather have DeAndre Ayton. It's just, it's still, and, and I'm okay with this. Whenever Bleacher Report puts out these stupid fucking lists, I love it because it almost disrespects the Suns. So, oh, and, and, and I, I don't mind being disrespected. I don't mind being the team that nobody takes note of. Because you know what? One day we're going to come up that we're going to surprise him. I think DeAndre Ayton surprised a bunch of people because after his 25-game suspension last year, a lot of teams and media in the national realm wrote him off. They're like, you know what? DeAndre Ayton's yeah. a bust. Let's just, you know, get on on the Luka train and ride that all the way. You know, every time Luka Doncic made like a three-pointer, it was like a notification came up from Bleacher Report. You know, they <laughs> they love that guy. You know, but DeAndre, and I wouldn't say quietly, yeah. DeAndre came out and dominated and, you know, really showcased growth. And he's going to continue to do so. And that's the other thing. You know, you look at a lot of these guys, DeAndre Ayton has consistently showcased growth. You know, look at this. Jason Tatum, I, I get the growth. I could see where that comes from. I don't 100% agree with it there. Uh, Zion Williamson. No growth except on his belt line. John Morant, well deserved. <laughs> Trey Young, growth, but it's just it's all coming from on the three-point line. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. growth on his face. He finally got a, he finally you know filled in that uh, that goatee a little bit. But he's yeah. not somebody who's efficient from three. <laughs> he just shoots a lot and he nutmegged a few guys. So everybody's like, oh man, nah, highlight nutmeg, nutmeg. I'll nutmeg. always disagree with you. I think Trey Young's gonna be great, dude. I think because yeah, he can just, pass, but he he's an amazing. He can player. pass. But he shoots yeah. way too much. He's very inefficient. Well, he has to right now. So he's he's not. I don't think he's very selfish. I think he's very unselfish, and I think he can get a lot of teammates involved going forward. Yeah, I just Jaron Jackson Jr. drives me crazy. The guy's unbelievably overrated, in my opinion. Well, he's not, gonna be good too. It's just like, but if it's he just stays like, healthy, how do you, but how do you put him in front of DeAndre now? If you're even I comparing don't. stats, DeAndre Aiden across the board has improved drastically, way more than Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, so I it's just, winning, I guess. I don't know. But but they didn't even win. <laughs> I know, I know, you know? I know. They failed to actually win. Yeah. Jeez. So, anyways, that's another one of those uh, Bleacher yeah. Report gems. Um, Love it. Yeah. You. I guess you. You can't get overly upset about the fact yeah. that it's Bleacher Report because it is Bleacher Report. Um. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about in our our thoughts segment. So let me see if I could properly drop the sound this week. <laughs> thoughts. Brains? Yes. Nailed it. Got that it. Time. Got, Got it. it. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about in our thoughts, and this is, you know, for those of you who knew the program, this is where we kind of veer off of our son's topics and talk more about what's going on in the NBA at large. Uh, the NBA was supposed to vote, I thought today, on when the actual start date for the season was going to be. It's either going to be December 22nd or January 18th, and I know that the Players Union uh, wants it, obviously, to be later for reasons we've talked about on previous podcasts. And yeah. I, did you see a vote come through or are they still count balance on that shit too? Man, I didn't see any vote. Nothing was actually finalized, right? But what are they voting about? Why would you not want to start the season earlier? That's why I don't understand. I mean, I understand you want more rest, but for you forget like the eight teams that didn't make the bubble. Like they haven't played in forever. 
the teams March. that didn't even make the playoffs, they didn't play, they haven't played in forever. I mean, I guess LeBron needs a rest, but it's like LeBron just speaks for everybody. It's like, no, just bring back the NBA, save the NBA, make the money. Wouldn't exactly. you want to like save your job, like to make as much money as you can? Like, come back earlier. I don't think another month, January 18th, a respectable day to come back, of course, but you can also have games that day, do something special in that day, too, as well. But if you can come back early and make more money, I just don't see the argument. And honestly, one more month will not, I don't think it'll keep you any healthier. You won't feel rested. In two months, when it's Christmas, these players are going to be begging to get out of their homes and go play basketball, honestly. So I think the vote's going to pass, though, right? Is it supposed to pass today? Because I did hear it was Thursday. They, yeah, I heard they were supposed to vote today. And uh, Theo got it right in the, in the chat. The NBA owners are having Pennsylvania count the votes on this damn thing. Um, I think that... <laughs> You know, in theory, if this is, occurs, the NBA season starts on December 22nd. Training camp was started on December 1st. So you do have the teams in the playoffs the, that went deep in the playoffs to get, some, you know, to potentially want some rest. And you think about it, it's about two months rest. Okay, the NBA finals ended, you know, about the first week of October. So they'd get two full week, uh, months of rest before the season actually started. But with training camp and everything, uh, it would be a little bit less than that. But again, to your point, you know, that's, 30 teams, you know, potentially are out there and you have 28 of them are ready to play and have been, haven't played in a long time. So yeah, I, I don't know why it hasn't passed. Uh, I think that it's kind of interesting to see that they want to push. And I get the reasons we talked about this before, you know, the holidays are coming up. A lot of these guys have spent a lot of time in the bubble. They want to spend that time with their families and they've kind of deserved the right to do so. But again, the only people who you really hear who are very anti is LeBron. And you know, that's all you hear from is LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, the way they're going to have the schedule play out is they're going to have like the back, no back to backs. I feel like they're going to have the games where it's going to be three games in a row against the same team or two games. There's not going to be any fans to deal with, less travel. So you're going to be resting the whole time, too. Plus, like we've heard millions of times that LeBron might just take the first month off, which he can't afford, give it to Anthony Davis, but he's hurt. He's probably still hurt from this playoffs because he was on the floor every game. But, you know, it's tricky. I guess if you won the championship, maybe you should give the leisure of a month off or something like that. But Well, and just, take a, they need take to come a game back here, quicker. take a game there. You know, I mean, do what you do. But again, I mean, LeBron makes how much money? Think about like the Javon Carters. $10. You know, he, 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 well, that's what Javon makes. You know, I mean, think of the guys <laughs> at the low end yes. of the of the NBA yes. pay spectrum. You know, they, they need a, as much of a season to occur to ensure that their financial uh, stability stays intact. You know, there's also the talk of escrow and, 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 you know, revenue sharing and all these things that, you know, if there's no fans in the stands, that's really going to drastically affect their salaries too. So you don't want to have their salaries affected, you know, by, by the lack of fans and then yeah. the lack of hitting the 70 game kind of mark that they're supposed to do. So my expectation is it's going to happen on December 22nd. They yeah. haven't voted officially. Um, I liked one thing that, uh, our good friend at Zona's or at AZ Sports Zone, a fellow writer for Brightside, put out. He said, "November eighteenth, NBA draft. November twentieth or twenty second, NBA free agency. Number twenty or uh, November twenty fifth, college basketball opening day. December first, NBA training camp. December twenty second, NBA season begins. All the basketball things are going to start to happen, and they're going to happen fast. So definitely here on the Suns Jam Session podcast, we're going to have plenty to talk about. You know, again, I mean, we're talking about a week from today, we're going to have our draft show. We're actually going to have a uh, flex from Jersey on. Uh, he knows a lot of." prospects uh he's somebody who's really in tune with the basketball world and i just want to get his opinion on a lot of these upcoming prospects uh but that draft show is a week away and then you know six days after that's the nba draft so even though it feels like it's been forever which it has been i mean the draft was supposed to happen in like fucking june 
it's going to finally happen. And then boom, 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 like free agency. I mean, we're going to have a lot to talk about in a short amount of time. And then these things by Ryan Rossillo will just be whispers in the wind. Yeah, he he's a great guy though, right? You know, I, I actually I'm a big I like listen, fan. Yeah, I like listening to him. I guess a lot of people don't like him, but yep. he has a lot of good info and stuff. But it's just a casual comment. It's not his fault. No, agreed. It's agreed. Fault. It's our fault. Um, the other thing I want to talk about this happened on uh, October thirty first, uh, but we never mentioned it on the pod. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on Stan Van Gundy becoming the hell, oh, yeah. head coach of the Pelicans. Like we've glossed over that with all the big names mm-hmm. kind of going everywhere. The Pelicans are a team that I enjoy watching. I really like their young core. And Stan Van Gundy is going to be the coach now. So what do you think about that, Matthew? Uh, not really any thoughts. Only thing I have really is I liked his commentating a lot in the bubble. I thought he was great. He should replace. I wish it was him replacing his brother Jeff. Yes. <laughs> and then Jeff go coach, even though he's not a good coach. But I don't know. Sam Van Gunny, I think, I don't even know. How could you put him on this team? I don't remember watching him as much as a coach, Dan. So I don't really have, I can't really get a clue besides his record mm-hmm. and just like his finals appearance. Besides that, it's just like, I don't have any backup. And I, I think that, do you think it's like a step down from what they had in Gentry? You think Gentry was a better coach? That I don't know. Who else could they have gotten to? Could they get the Matrix or a bunch of another Suns, Suns X player? <laughs> uh, yeah, they could have got Kevin Johnson to go out there, and he could have maybe run the organization. Then he could have brought Charles Barkley along as an assistant. Um, I Stan Van Gundy's, I think, is an interesting choice, kind of to your point, because there's not a lot of really quality coaches left out there. I do think Gentry yeah. was a better coach. I just think that he unfortunately was the scapegoat for a shitty bubbles appearance or bubble appearance. Yeah. I mean. I don't really understand the reason behind Gentry's firing. I think he's a, uh, a class act as a coach. Uh, he's a class act as an individual. And he's somebody that you yeah. want a young team to kind of get behind and learn how to navigate the NBA. And he was gone because they didn't, you know, kind of perform to expectations in the bubble. So Stan Van Gundy, you know, interested to see what's going to happen there. He did have that one finals appearance in 0809 with Orlando and Dwight Howard and that team that lost 4-1 to one to Kobe and the Lakers. Uh, he last coached in the 2017-18 season with Detroit, and he was there for a few seasons. And, I mean, Detroit's been a shit show for a while. So Yeah, that's a tough I, one. Yeah, that's that, that's a tough place to coach. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll work out. I mean, like I said, like I love listening to him on the Dan Levitard show. He's always got great stuff to say. I can see why he can be a leader. So that's that's what you need right away is just someone that can lead these young guys. Yeah, so just interesting. You know, I, I – it's a team that I'm very in, in tune with because I like yeah. like Brandon Ingram. That's going to be one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to in this you know when he joins brief the free agency. Yeah, if, if I don't know where he's going to go, I mean, most likely all the rumors are he's going to just sign that max deal with Orlando. But yeah. man, Brandon Ingram's a, a talent I really enjoy. Zion's interesting because you just want to see how that's going to turn out. Uh, I've always been a Lonzo Ball fan, so I think that you know that that team over there in New Orleans understand Van Gundy. They've got they've got the tools. They're young tools. They're, they're a bunch of tools, but they've got all the tools. And I want to see if he has the ability to navigate that uh, in an attempt to make it a successful thing. Uh, I do mm-hmm. love this Bowman, who's our, our, our guest from the, uh, from, you know, Toronto, big Toronto fans. Like, damn, the West is stacked. Yes. Bowman, the West is stacked. That's the problem. The yes, Phoenix Suns been fucking facing for these past like four years is we finally have talent and we just can't break through because it's stacked. That's our Gold, excuse. Golden last state wasn't even good. It wasn't around last year, you know? So, <laughs> um, we don't have any mailbag questions. Uh, for those of you who are interested in ever reaching out to the show, 
Um, you can hit us up sunsjamsession at gmail.com or you can visit sunsjamsession.com and leave uh, questions there. We're happy to answer those on the show. Um, I guess, you know, ASU plays USC at 10 a.m. on Saturday and then you yeah. got Notre Dame and Clemson at 5.30 on Saturday night. Who do you got, Matthew? I got uh, my favorites, uh, USA and then also Notre USA. Dame. Yeah, USA. What? It's ASU. ASU. Yeah, I'm like... ASUS ASUS ASU yeah it'll be interesting to see uh Pac-12 football going on again especially 10 a.m. in the morning uh yeah and then of course Notre Dame Clemson uh I'm a big Notre Dame fan um so I'm never show that to anybody yeah I know everybody hates me for that one too you know you mentioned I I mentioned I like the Dodgers and Notre Dame and everybody well there go all of our listeners and all our viewers oh well next time um you got anything else Matthew anything on Netflix Uh, any motorcycle gangs that you need to go outside and hang out with and you know, what's going down? I think they left me a motorcycle, so I might hop on. I might be out late tonight, so if you see me in this hat, just stay out of the way. That's all I got to say. Stay out of the way with me and my chain. Whatever. Matthew Listy, the one-man riot. <laughs> we are rioting tonight. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank everybody you, for tuning in. I got, I got, I got, you. Oh, yeah, um, well, let's see. I watered the grass today. Um, I put in I, winter grass. I love watching great. you water the grass. I'm a pro at it. And then, of course, the painting that I'm working on behind us, I added... Walter Davis and Paul Westfall. So I'm adding a couple more every now and then trying to get time to do that. Cause I love this background I'm painting back here. So, you know, Who's prayers up for Westy. What's that? Who's your favorite NFL team? Steve Haller wants to know. Oh, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona yeah, Cardinals. There you yeah. go. No, I am local with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I love the AZ Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, big time Kyler Murray. You know, I mean, it's, it's fun, right? It's finally fun to be a Cardinals fan, you know? And that's what I also feel about the Suns. Like we're on the press of it, precipice of it finally being fun to be a Suns fan again. It's been yeah. so long since it was actually fun to be a Suns fan. Matthew and I have talked about this before, but you know, when I was, I'm 38 now, but when I was 28 or you, I go to bars and watch playoff games. I don't think Matthew was of legal drinking age. The guy's never been to a bar to watch a Suns playoff game. That's fucking sad, man. Like crazy, man. we're so close to getting there. So yeah. and then Miss Angelina in the chat. I love this pod the most. Thanks, guys. We love you too. Thank yep. you so much for no hanging one out asked with me us. My favorite NFL team, so that's fine. I don't care. Well, I, don't want, I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Poor Matthew. He's a Dallas What's Cowboys that? fan. I'm a Cardinals fan this year for sure. Kyler Murray. I got him tattooed right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, we'd like to thank everybody for hanging out with us. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow us on Instagram there as well. Uh, Make sure that if you're listening to the podcast on, you know, whatever platform, subscribe to the pod so you get all that quality Suns content that includes not only the Suns Jam Session podcast, but also Fanning the Flames as well, part of the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Please press the little bell. Make sure you click like below. Uh, It helps metrics, I'm, I'm told, by somebody um somewhere um but again you know more than anything else just everybody take care of yourselves please don't riot uh mm-hmm. whatever happens happens you know just do unto others take care of each other and yep. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get me another beer matthew all right yeah go cowboys bills are nice and everyone go home and love your family <laughs> hey man take care everybody <laughs>